The SEO industry is valued at over $80 billion. There is so much opportunity to not only earn an income, but earn a very nice one as well. So I wanted to put together this video to cover a ton of ways that I personally have made income using SEO, as well as some friends, as, all, as well as some choice case studies from around the industry to just give you all the different ways that you can earn a very comfortable living in SEO. My first method is to get a job at an agency or as an in-house SEO at a company. Now, I know that's probably what you don't want to hear. You're watching this or you probably got into SEO to be more entrepreneurial, to make money from home, to generate your own income, and we'll get there. But let me tell you a little personal story. So I learned SEO probably the same way that you did from blogs, from videos, from training courses. Bing, check us out. <laughs> But I quickly realized when I was taking on clients that I didn't have the full scope of the skill set needed to take my consultancy and my agency to that multi-million dollar level that I wanted to get to. So what I did was I swallowed my pride and I took a contractor job at Sapien Nitro, now Sapien Razorfish. Now, this is one of the largest digital agencies in the world. I got to work with clients like Target, Best Buy, and not only was I able to get incredible technical SEO experience working on CMSs outside of WordPress, but I was able to learn skills like project management, client communication, analytics, business development, things along that nature that you just don't get from learning stuff on your own and from the internet. And you can make good money going to work for an agency. If you're entry level, you can make between like 40 and 60K. Once you get into that mid range, you can make upwards of 100K. And if you get really, really good and you're comfortable working from some, for somebody else, you can make 200 plus K, especially if you're doing biz dev. Uh, and once you get to that executive level as an SEO. Also, for the record, we're hiring if you want a job. You can clearly see my employees don't give a shit. They like to work from home, so we have plenty of room here in our offices here in Miami. So pros of working at an agency is you get to test and you get to learn using other people's money. This is huge. You get a steady, solid paycheck, and it could be a good one, too, once you get to a certain level. And you can learn skills that you otherwise can't learn from doing SEO at home. The cons of working at an agency... Generally speaking, it's going to be a hectic environment, long hours. If you're an entrepreneur at heart, it's just difficult to work for other people. I feel you 100%. So let's go ahead and move into the next one. Method number two to make money with SEO is to start an e-commerce website. Now, I started one myself. It was called Laces Out. It was a shoelace business. I have plenty of other content about this that you can check out. But essentially, I built a store that I wanted to run on organic traffic. I built the store on WooCommerce instead of Shopify for a lot of <laughs> mismanaged reasons. I, hindsight, I would have used Shopify, but we're not going to talk about that here. And I was able to generate about $3,000 a month of passive income just selling shoelaces from that website. I recently sold it this year. I uh, made a very nice profit on it. I sold it for about 70 k uh, In total profit, it was about 100 k after total expenses. So it was good money, especially because it was passive income. Now, there's a lot of details that go into how I was able to achieve that income, which I have written up on a blog post on the website that you can check out. I'm not going to get into them here because I don't want to kill you guys with information. But I do want to cover the pros and cons because 100K might seem like a lot, but when you adjust it for the amount of effort that went into it, it really wasn't. So first, the pros of e-commerce. E-commerce purchases are growing year over year. We're obviously becoming a more digital society, so this industry is only going to continue to grow, and people are only going to continue to buy more and more online. Another pro of e-commerce is it's not just a way to make money. You can build a very legitimate business through e-commerce. So if you're looking long-term in SEO, which you should be, this is not just a make money from home scheme. This is a way to build a business, income, revenue, employees, the whole nine yards. 
Another pro is that you have full control over your brand. Again, the benefit of e-commerce is you're building an actual business. You're not just building a way to make money. So you can build a brand. You can brand a product. You can do all sorts of things that make a business really go on today's internet that a lot of other options with SEO don't give you. Now, some of the cons of e-commerce. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. When I look at that 100K that I made over about two years, that comes to about 50K worth of salary. It took about 50% of my time to build it to that point that it was coming as passive income. But after that, to me, it wasn't worth it. In hindsight, for me, I picked a product that was too low. Again, I have this all written out on the website. I picked a product that was selling for too low. I should have picked something that was higher, that had more of a ceiling and potential. That was my error, and I paid for it dearly with my time and the lack of income that I was able to make from it. Another con is that you have to source products with a true e-commerce website and dealing with vendors is a pain. And then you have to deal with inventory, you have to deal with storing, you have to deal with shipping. There's a lot of side headaches that come. E-commerce is a very sexy thing that people want to go into, but there's a lot of headaches that go into managing an e-commerce business. Again, especially if it's not generating multi-millions of dollars, those headaches to me, they just didn't add up. But again, there is a ton of online traffic, especially shopping traffic. You can build a very legitimate business just off organic traffic, just like I did for my e-commerce website. Method number three to make money with SEO is drop shipping. So if e-commerce sounds good to you, but you don't want to deal with the headache, then drop shipping is probably for you. The way drop shipping works is instead of holding physical inventory, when somebody comes to your website and makes a purchase, that order gets routed to the supplier or the vendor who then handles all the shipping logistics and sends it directly to that person. So you never have to actually touch or hold any inventory. You're essentially just a marketing website selling other people's products on behalf of their brand. Some of the pros of a dropshipping business is you don't have nearly as many of the headaches as you do with e-commerce. You don't have to deal with vendors. You don't have to deal with inventory. You don't have to deal with shipping. You basically have a logistics partner who handles all those headaches for you. Another pro is there's very low barriers to entry because you don't have to make that big investment in inventory like an e-commerce business does. You're essentially just investing in your website to build that organic traffic and to build that sales pipeline to sell those products. The cons of drop shipping, to me, this was this is I'm a I'm a high margin, high money guy. If I'm putting a lot of my time and effort into something, I need to see a return in terms of monetary coming back into me. My biggest con with drop shipping is the low margin. So drop shipping averages around 15 to 20 percent. So when somebody comes to your website, say they're buying a pair of sneakers, it gets sent to the vendor. That vendor basically pays you 15 to 20 percent of the cost of that product. Again, that's just your revenue. So that's your revenue. So if the pair of shoes is 100 bucks and you're getting 15 percent, you're getting 15 per sale. That doesn't include any of your costs of marketing, of managing your website, of running the business. So you've got to do a lot of sales in order to make a lot of money. And again, when you couple that with the fact that you're trying to convince someone to buy a $100 pair of shoes, it's different. If you're convincing someone to buy a $15 product, you can make a lot more sales for that, right? But if $100, there's a lot more marketing that needs to go into selling that product. So there's kind of a mismatch in terms of the effort that you need to put in versus the the value that you get back from a sale. Another con is the lack of control over the brand. So like I mentioned with the e-commerce section was that you can build a full brand. You can white label a product. You can make it yours. With drop shipping, you're kind of at the mercy of the supplier because you're basically selling what they have. So if they have a shitty brand, you're stuck with it and you have to sell it. But again, if you're somebody who likes passive income, then drop shipping is probably for you. Number four is to collect hourly fees from SEO consulting. 
consulting is usually the first step. It's like the gateway drug. It's like marijuana to using hardcore drugs or building an agency. So consulting usually leads to building an agency because consulting is a great way, again, to earn income, to do it on the side, to do it in your extra time. But you eventually get to a point where you realize you can only get so far selling your hours and you've got to have to, you've got to scale that out by hiring people and selling their time, selling their employee, et cetera, et cetera, and scaling into an agency. In my opinion, the key to a successful SEO consulting business is finding a niche and blowing yourself out into an authority or expert on that. There's a few great examples. Marie Haynes is one of them. She does a really good job with uh, penalty, Google penalty consulting. Uh, so if your site was hit by a penalty, you go to her, her consulting company and they help you get out of it. Aleda Solis is another great one. She does mobile and international SEO. She's on the speaker circuit. She's really made a nice niche in that space. Uh, John Cooper is really good when it comes to link building. So these consultants have built, uh, I don't know how much they make, but I know they do They do comfortable livings off of it just because of the traffic and the buzz that they built around their personal brands, which feeds, in, it feeds into their consulting business. Some of the pros are consulting is cash up front. That's always nice. You don't get that in many businesses. You can command your hourly rate. Again, if you have experience, if you're good, if you focus yourself on being a niche expert, you can make a good hourly rate. I charge around 500 bucks for some of my consulting, but that's based on years and years and years of doing videos, of building content, of learning, of getting better, improving my expertise to my clients. There's very flexible hours. Again, because you're working on your own time, you don't have to be in an office. You can really do consulting from anywhere. And there's very low overhead costs. You don't have employees per se. You don't necessarily need an office. All you really need is an internet connection and the ability to market yourself and get clients. Some of the cons of consulting is you get to a certain point where, like I said, you realize selling your time for money is not scalable. If you're okay hitting a certain peak, then consulting is a good fit for you. But I'm the type of person where I don't like to be told what the ceiling is. I want to continue to break through and break through and break through. And I realize with consulting that it's kind of a means to an end. You can only charge so much for your hours and you get to a point where you just don't have any more hours in the day. So you hit a cap with how much you can make. On top of that, you can only work with so many clients at a time. So the only way to really make more money is to increase your hourly rate because you can't really necessarily take on more clients than you have for hours in a day. So consulting is a great way to generate some side income. It's also a great way to build a solid business. But if you want to scale and get to the next level, let's talk about the next one. So number five is to collect agency retainers from clients. I need to preface this by saying that agency life is not for everyone, me included. I have a love-hate. I still have an agency. We do very well. But I fully realize the pains, the headaches, and again, the love-hate that goes into having an agency because it is a grind and you have to be cut out for it. Some of the pros of building an agency, again, cash upfront retainers, which are much larger than consulting retainers. There's a high, really unlimited ceiling for growth. That agency that I used to work at, Sapien Nitro, sold for $4 billion, billion, billion. $4 billion is what it sold for. So there's a very high ceiling for how much you can make when it comes to having an agency. And on top of that, business is booming. There's no shortage of demand for agency services. So it really becomes how many clients can you get, how good can you get, and how big can you get. There's also a lot of acquisitions. So there's a clear exit strategy. Not only can you make good money and income and salary, but you can have a nice exit at 10 plus million and make a very nice profit off of that as well. 
some of the cons of building an agency, and this is just not talked about enough, is the stress level, uh, the amount of hours. When I was building my agency, Webris, I was putting in 16 hours a day for two years, and I got to a point where I realized that it wasn't sustainable and I just didn't want to do it anymore, so I ended up selling and merging with uh, my partner, Nick Eubanks, from the future, uh, now a part of that agency, and I have a reduced role, still involved in the agency because it's, it's a part of who I am, uh, but a much less reduced role, and that has been incredible for my mental state and my physical state as well. Another con is dealing with clients. I love all of our clients, but at the same time, they know it. Um, it's challenging. You know, they have certain expectations, especially when your retainer fees are higher. They want a certain level of attention. They deserve it. They want a certain level of results. They deserve it. And that can be physically and emotionally draining and tolling on you as well. Another con is the margins are not as great as you think. The overhead that goes into an agency, it's a people-based business. You have to continuously hire more people. You can kind of figure out what your uh, income to expense rate should be, but at the same time, you know, you're still figuring it out as you're growing and the margins are not at that 50 plus rate, which you think it would be when you're consulting uh, because of the, just the, the amount of human capital that's needed to run an agency. So again, think twice. If you want to start an agency, understand that, yeah, it's great to get money up front. There's a huge ceiling to it, but it is a grind. It's one of the harder businesses that I've been a part of and um, definitely think twice. Another option is to sell white label services to other agencies. So if you don't want to do consulting, if you don't want to start an agency yourself, you can kind of be somewhat of an affiliate to other agencies by selling them white label services. So for example, let's say I have an agency and uh, we don't do link building in-house, but I want to offer it. We can go out and we can find other contractors or other agencies to deliver the link building for us. So I get the clients and then I pay you to deliver that service for me. And the pros of that are you don't have to deal with Clients, you never have to talk to them. You just deal with your agency partner. Another pro is that one agency can basically be your whole book of business. If I have 50 clients as an agency and they all need link building and you white label link building services to me, then you've got 50 clients, 50 accounts that come to you just through one client acquisition, which is very rare in this business. Some of the cons of a white label relationship is the retainer fees are generally a lot lower. As me as an agency owner, I know what I want to pay for link building and I know what the margin is, so I'm always going to lowball my white label agency and it's going to have an impact on your income for sure. In my biggest con with white label, I'm a big brand marketer, is that you're doing work on behalf of somebody else. So if you are doing the best possible link building or the best possible keyword research and you're white labeling that, my agency who's paying you for that is taking all the credit for it. You're getting nothing for it except for that low ball fee. So you're not building a brand. You're making money. You're not building a long-term business. And I don't want to say that to anybody who does this as a business because it's a very legitimate business option. But what I'm saying is that you have to go out and you have to brand yourself as a white label agency. The Hoth does this very well. They have a very nice white label practice where you can go to them for white label services. Services. However, when it comes to the results, they're not necessarily getting credit because you don't know, right? They have to go out and they have to completely rebrand themselves as a white label agency that gets results for those people. They can't get great results for a client and then publicize that themselves because technically they don't own that relationship. So the pros of a white label relationship is it's a lot less stressful than running an agency, but you're not making as much money and you lose that brand that an agency can build. Method number seven is to host seminars and charge a seat. And you can also do this with meetups. You can do this with company 
trainings. I recently had one here at our office in Miami for other agency owners. I had about 20 people come in and I ran them through what we call the SEO blueprint, which, hey, by the way, is available on our website. Uh, but this is a great method, again, to generate some extra income or to build a business just on top of it as a training or a, again, like a seminar type of, uh, of, of consultancy. Some of the pros of hosting a seminar is that there's great margins. There's very low overhead aside from the cost of the space, which if you have, then uh, it's essentially free or just your cost of rent, which you can just deduct from that. So there's really good margins in this because again, people are just paying you a large sum of money to come in and sit there and you're just talking there for X amount of time. And once you have that curriculum built, you can use that over and over. So I know actually a guy who does this very well. He's got one curriculum that he has for like advanced keyword research that he shops around as a corporate training. He charges about 5,000 bucks per day. He comes in, does about six hours worth of work, just talks, collects 5K. So if you can line that up, you've got that curriculum. It's basically your product. You've got it built. You could just apply that to more and more and more and more and more clients. The cons of hosting a seminar is it's very challenging to get people to pay because you're going to want to charge a good amount for the seminar. Unless you've got a personal brand in the space or you've got a very good platform to stand on, like a book, um, whatever that may be, a business that you sold, it can be challenging to get people into those seats to pay for it. So customer acquisition is expensive. Uh, it's time consuming. The only reason why I was able to have success with it is, again, I've been doing this for years now, for five years of building content and building a name in the space and getting people to come on board. I basically tapped into my existing audience. But for me to scale that out, even honestly, to scale that out, to do that every day, it would be a challenge for me. Another con is that putting together a curriculum is extremely time consuming and challenging. You've really got to have a good edge and some good information that people are going to want to pay for. So I'm all about hosting seminars. I'm trying to do one or two per year. Um, but honestly, it's for me, it's not very scalable. For some people, it is. Again, if you've got that pipeline of people coming in, if you're getting corporate referrals, then it can be a really good way to make some high margin income off SEO. Number eight is to build and sell SEO software. I was hesitant to even put this on the list because you've really got to be advanced. However, if you have run an agency or consultancy before, generally this is a good fit because you know exactly what people are looking for and you can take that and translate that into some viable software. Pitchbox is one of my favorite tools. I know the owners are great guys. They used to have an agency. They developed it in-house as an outreach tool and it's now a very successful, probably the industry leading link outreach tool in the market because they took that knowledge that they had in-house. They built it as an in-house tool. They debugged it. They tested it. And then they said, look, we've got something that's customer facing. Let's take it to market. And they've been incredibly successful since then. The pros of building software is that to me, it has the highest ceiling. I know agencies have a high ceiling too, but software has, you know, hundred plus million written all over it. If you can get the right niche, if you can build the right tool, uh, and it scales a lot faster than an agency does. You can build a, a software business a lot faster by getting more customers and more traction than an agency. Because again, scaling an agency takes time. It takes people scaling a software. Uh, it just becomes a customer acquisition process. The cons, though, are, are very long. <laughs> uh, whenever you have something that has that high of a ceiling, there's a lot of, uh, of detractions that come with it. It's very expensive. It requires a lot of knowledge. Even if you're not a developer, you need someone who, like a CTO who can help you liaise with developers to get stuff built, and it's going to still cost you a lot of money to do so. And this has been a, a challenge for me is that we built some stuff in-house, but software requires constant refinement, constant releases. Uh, it's not something you can build and then market like a, like a product like shoes or something like that. It's something that requires constant maintenance, support. Uh, there's a lot of other things that go into software aside from building the product. You know, I talk to guys at Pitchbox and they, they tell me all the time that their number one cost is actually customer support because of the amount of questions that they get. Um, and it's something that they didn't forecast for and it's, it's, it's a challenge with that business model. 
Method number nine would be to monetize a high traffic blog. Um, you've really got to do a lot of traffic in order to make money off a blog. Um, there's also the option to sell it. John Cooper just sold Point Blank SEO to Brian Dina Backlinko. I won't disclose the number, uh, but it was a good amount. He made a very nice profit off that. My business partner, Nick Eubanks, has also sold his blog, SEO Nick, uh, made a very nice profit off of it. But again, you don't have to be in the SEO space. You can also have a travel blog. Because you know SEO, you can take your knowledge and you can apply it to a niche that's not crowded with SEO. So I've had some success, again, in the shoe space, the shoelace space, because I knew that there were not a lot of other SEOs competing there, so I was able to build a high-traffic website in there. I've had success in the cannabis space, um, emerging markets. Like, if you got into crypto early enough, you could have built a very high-traffic blog. So if you can foresee some of these trends coming, and you can start a blog and get content going, um, then you can make a good amount of traffic and a good amount of money and revenue off of that blog. The pros of monetizing a blog is, number one, there's various ways to make income. You can go display network, which I wouldn't recommend recommend because it just doesn't, doesn't generate a lot of income. But if you build a high traffic blog that does get a lot of real and solid and engaged page views, you can build advertising packages and sell that, right? So sponsored content, email blasts, social blasts, you can sell those for upwards of like $2,000 a clip, depending on your space and depending on how much traffic you do to an advertiser that would come to you, you can go out and solicit to them as well. Another pro is that it can be very passive income and you can truly work from anywhere. This is like the true nomadic digital lifestyle is owning a blog and just running it from Bali or Thailand or wherever the, wherever you want to be. The cons is that there's a very low ceiling for how much you can make off of it. In the level of effort required, if you're going to write all the content, it's going to be a full-time job. If you're going to pay for the content, it's going to be a full-time expense. Um, so it's either expensive or very time-consuming. It's not something that I would fully recommend. I use blogging and video creation as a means to drive leads to my agency and drive sales for my training platform, uh, not as a means to monetize the blog per se in terms of advertising dollars. So um, if you've got the time and if you're a great writer, it's a good fit for you. If not, use something else. Number 10 is get paid affiliate commission. So affiliate marketing is similar to drop shipping in the sense that you don't hold any products. You're basically just going out and using your audience to sell somebody else's product and you're getting a paid an affiliate commission based on that sale. If you do choose to go the affiliate route, personally, I suggest becoming an Amazon affiliate because Amazon, people are going to buy from Amazon anyway. So if you can get people to your website, you can get them cookied, you can get them through a link. Even if they don't buy then, if they're still within that, I believe it's a 30 day cookie window, whatever they go to Amazon to buy, you can get credit for. So um, the way that I suggest doing this is building somewhat of a review site or a review blog. Uh, one of my favorites is Top 10 Sups. It basically just does like top 10 proteins, top 10 women's proteins, top 10 creatines, all supplements. And it does like really detailed long form articles uh, that review products. It has like a very expert, authoritative and expert, authoritative and expertise to it. Um, and then there's an Amazon link underneath each one of those supplements to buy. 